While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually in the temple, praising God. Amen. Right, we're going to spend some time now together just thinking about those uh, verses that Lucy kindly read to us from Luke chapter 24. We've had a wonderful week this week, uh, learning about Jesus. We've been in Luke's gospel, uh, and we have uh, learned that Jesus is able to forgive our sins, and that's our greatest need. Uh, we all need Jesus. We all need to have our sins forgiven. We were made by God. We've lived in God's world, and yet we've lived with our backs turned to God. And we need his forgiveness. We've also learned that Jesus is God. We saw Jesus in Luke's gospel raise a widow's son back to life. He loves and gives life just like God does. Uh, And we also saw that Jesus is the saviour. Even though he was crucified on the cross like a a criminal, uh, between two other criminals, he died to become the saviour of the world. At the cross, he died so that we could have our sins forgiven. And our mission today, our question today is, is that it? Is Jesus finished? Jesus, is he dead or is he alive? And we're looking at these, uh, this account that Luke gives us of the resurrection. Now the next slide, we've been having someone doing a sketch for us each day of the Holiday Club. And this is uh, today's sketch. Jesus. Is he dead or alive? Is that him finished uh, or is there more to come? And there have been many great kings that have ruled in our world, haven't there? Caesar. Think of Tutankhamun. There we go, that's Tutankhamun. Apparently he was 18 when he died. And he was the most powerful man in the whole of Egypt, perhaps the whole of the world at the time. And he uh, was so rich and wealthy, he was able to have that golden mask made. uh, And that was on top of his coffin uh, when he was buried. The most powerful man in the world at the time. But Tutankhamun, he lived and he died. And he doesn't look very powerful anymore. We can have the next picture there. There we go. Tutankhamun. If you went to the right spot, you would find his, his bones. He doesn't look very powerful anymore. And however important a king or ruler looks in this world, 
There comes a day when every king or ruler dies and they no longer look powerful anymore. They've lost all of their power. We've learned about Jesus. We've seen his power in Luke's gospel, power to raise the dead, power to forgive sins. And then we saw Jesus, the one who is the king of kings, the one who has all power. He was crucified and he was buried. And this is how Luke uh, records it. He says, Jesus died. He said, they had said that he, they said he breathed his last. That's the centurion. As he looks on, he sees Jesus breathe his last. And then Luke records Jesus' burial. Then he took Jesus' body down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb. Jesus very definitely uh, dead. But Jesus is also different to all the other kings of the world. He died, and every other king, if you went looking, you would find their bones, you would find their tomb. But Jesus... If you went looking for Jesus' body, you would find an empty tomb. No bones. Because Jesus is alive. And Jesus is alive today. We've been looking at uh, Luke's gospel. What kind of book is Luke's gospel? It's important, isn't it, when you start reading a book to know what kind of book you're reading. I brought some books along with me uh, this morning. Here's one. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, love it. Letter to the King. Anyone read, read Letter to the King? If you're looking for a good novel, a good kid's novel, Letter to the King is up there. That's an entertaining read. A novel. What about this one? Roald Dahl's Marvelous Joke Book. You want a good laugh? You go for a joke book, don't you? What about this one? This is a new book in our family. came in this week. Swiss Army Knife Whittling Book. Swiss Army Knife Whittling Book. If you want to learn how to carve, you can, you can have this book. Like this one. Children's Books of Baking Cakes. There you go, who likes baking cakes? That's a good book if you like baking cakes. If you want to have a good laugh, you don't get the, the cookery book, do you? If you want to enjoy a story, you don't go for the Swiss Army Knife book. You need to know what a book is all about when you pick it up. Well, Luke tells us right at the start of his gospel what his book is all about. Listen uh, to what he says. Luke is a doctor and a historian, and he says, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who were the first eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Luke says he wants to write an account of all the things that have been fulfilled. He's talking about Jesus' life. And he's been talking with the eyewitnesses. And then he says, with this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may be certain of the things that you have been taught. So Luke has set about writing an account. He's He's investigated, he's, he's been a secret agent, he's spoken to the eyewitnesses, and he's written this account of Jesus' life so that people who read it 
can be certain and sure of what they've been taught. And Luke wants us to know right at the end of his gospel that Jesus is alive today. Jesus is alive today and there's uh, some reasons why Luke wants us to know and why we can be sure that Jesus is alive. And the first is that the disciples saw him and touched him. So that in the drama, didn't you? All the disciples gathered there in the room. They're scared, they're troubled, uh, they're anxious, they're full of doubts. And then suddenly Jesus is in the room. <laughs> Jesus, who they knew for sure had died three days before. Jesus, who had been buried. And now Jesus is stood in the room with them. Just try and imagine how you would feel if you were in their shoes. It's in a ghost. You think Jesus is a, a spirit. Jesus says to them, you know, give me, the, give me the fish, fish finger sandwich, you know. Give me the fish, watch me eat. Me, come here, come here, touch me. We can usually tell the difference, can't we, between something that's fake and something that's real, just by looking at it. I brought two pieces of bread with me this morning. Here we go, just by looking. Which one's real, which one's fake? Well, hands up if this is the fake piece of bread, or we've got one person on the front. <laughs> hands up if you think this is the fake piece of bread. You can see, can't we? And if I was to ask you up here to, to not just see, but to touch, you would be in no doubts at all. Which one's real? Which one's fake? And uh, Jesus gets his disciples, look, see me. Touch me. I've got flesh and blood. Spirits don't have flesh and blood. It's, it's me. As I see Jesus' disciples, Touching Jesus, seeing Jesus, recognizing that it's really him. That fills me with comfort and reassurance because Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive today. And do you know what that means? That means that death does not have the last word. Death does not have the last word. Jesus is king even over death. In another book of the Bible, it describes Jesus as having the keys of death. Death is no longer a dark prison from which we can never escape. We know Jesus. Because Jesus has the keys of death. Jesus is alive today. His disciples saw him and touched him. Here's the second reason uh, why we can have confidence that Jesus is alive today. Jesus is alive today. The Bible said that he would die and rise again. At this point, the disciples are so excited to see Jesus. They're so full of joy that they can hardly believe it. It's, it's almost too good to be true. And the clincher for the disciples, the thing that really convinces them, is when Jesus gives them a Bible study. In Luke chapter 24, if you were to go home and read it this afternoon, you would see that there's three appearances of Jesus, one uh, to the women at the tomb, 
One to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and then the one that we've just read in the upper room. And in each of the occasions, it's as Jesus explains that the Bible said that he would die and rise again, that people are convinced. You know what? We can't see Jesus with our eyes today. We can't touch him with our hands, can we? But we can all open our Bibles and we can all read the stories of the Old Testament, the songs of the Old Testament, the prophecies of the Old Testament that all spoke of the king who would come and die and rise again. Hundreds, sometimes thousands of years before it even happened and we can be convinced. Listen to what Luke writes. Then he said to them, that's Jesus to the disciples, these, these are the, my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ must suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. Think about the law of Moses. Think about uh, those books of Moses. Think about the Exodus, you know, the great story of God's rescue of his people out of Egypt. What did they do on the night of the rescue? They killed a lamb and they put the blood on the doorposts. And all who were inside the house were safe. The pointer to the lamb that would come. The lamb who was slain for the sins of the world. Lord Jesus. Think about the day of the atonement as the people of Israel gathered on that one day of the year and they made sacrifice for sin and the high priest would go into the holy place, the place where God lives. And then think about Jesus, the one who died and rose again to be our great high priest, to bring us right into the presence of God. It's all about Jesus and his death and his resurrection. Think about the prophets who spoke of a king, a coming king who would be mighty, who would rule, but a king who would also be a suffering servant. It's all about Jesus, his death and his resurrection. Think about the Psalms. They also, songs about a king. We, we read one last week, didn't we, when we got together, Psalm 16. A king who would die a... Uh, a death, a horrific death, a shameful death, but whom God wouldn't abandon to corruption, but he would rise again to God's presence and everlasting joy. What about Jesus, his death and his resurrection? We too can open this amazing book and be convinced that Jesus is alive today. That's what we need to do as Christians, isn't it? That's how we feed our faith. For me, that's one of the, the things that strengthens my faith, perhaps more than anything else, is opening my Bible and seeing this remarkable book written by lots of different writers over centuries, but ultimately authored by God, and seeing all of it shout the name of Jesus, the King who died and rose Again, maybe you're here this morning and you don't really know much about Jesus. You certainly don't trust him and love him and follow him. This is really something you need to look into. 
We, we've been this week, we've been secret agents. We've been looking at the evidence. And if you don't know and love and trust Jesus, you really need to look at the evidence. This isn't a small matter. This is a matter of life and death. Here's the man who holds the keys of death. Here's the man who lives forever. Have you got any answers in the face of death? Yeah, well, you should investigate the claims of Jesus. You should open your Bible. And Luke's Gospel, where we've been reading this week, will be a great place to start. Here's another reason why we know that Jesus is alive today. His disciples have spread the news. His disciples have spread the news. Listen to what Jesus says to his disciples. This news of his resurrection isn't to stay just in Jerusalem in this room. They're to go and take it out. So thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins must be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, he says, you are witness, witnesses of these things. These verses get really to the very heart of the Christian faith. That Jesus must die. Absolute necessity if we're going to be forgiven. That Jesus must rise again, and he did. And the forgiveness of sins must be proclaimed in his name to the nations, beginning at Jerusalem and moving out from there. And that's exactly what the disciples did, isn't it? They took this message of Jesus. He died, he rose, and they called people to repent. Repent just means to turn to Jesus, to trust him, and to receive his forgiveness. And that news spread to all sorts of places. Africa, America, Japan, Jerusalem, to Egypt, to England, even came to Lancashire. So that men and women and boys and girls would hear the good news of hope in the face of death, of Jesus who died and rose again. And the question that comes to each one of us today is will you trust Jesus? Will you turn in repentance and follow him as your king? Because Jesus now rules in heaven. We have the question, where is Jesus now? Yes, Jesus died, Jesus rose again, but where is Jesus now? Jesus rules in heaven. Listen to how Luke finishes his book. Verse 50, and he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. It must have looked strange, mustn't it, that? You think Jesus stood there with his disciples, and then suddenly Jesus is, is lifted up, and he ascends back up into heaven? But that's what happened, that's what Luke records here Jesus left his friends and he went to heaven where is heaven heaven is a real place 
just as real as Boric or Cape and Ray or Arkholm or Overkellet, wherever you live. And Jesus went to heaven to rule. If you and I were in heaven now, we could touch Jesus. We could shake his hands. We could give him a hug. We could go for a walk together. Jesus rules in heaven. He's still a real person. He has a real body, just like his friends found out. That's hard for us to picture, isn't it? Because there's no, there's no photographs of heaven. I've got some uh, photos on the screen where some of the powerful people in this world rule. Where's that? Does anyone know where that is? Go on, Lewis. Buckingham Palace. That's Buckingham Palace. Home of the Queen. Does anyone know where that is? Someone shout it out. White House. President Biden lives in the White House. Jesus Christ is in heaven and he rules. And heaven is just as real as those places. But Jesus' rule is far more, is greater than the rule of Joe Biden. It's greater than the rule of our queen. Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And even though Jesus left his followers, and even though in a way that was sad because they had to say goodbye to him, Jesus promised to send them a gift. He promised to send them his Holy Spirit, his very own presence to live within them. And not only for those disciples in the upper room gathered, but for all who trust in Jesus. I have turned to trust in Jesus, and I have his Holy Spirit. Jesus has promised that. And if you turn to trust in Jesus, and to have him as your king, you also will receive his Holy Spirit. Jesus promised us that he would go to heaven to rule over everything and everyone. And so that means Jesus is in charge. And that is a great comfort to us this morning, isn't it? It's a great comfort. Jesus is king and he rules. And he's good. And so if you're trusting him, you know what that means? That means that you're absolutely safe and secure today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, for all eternity. Because that's what Jesus promises is to all who come to him. That they will be secure forever. And Luke doesn't write about this, but later on in the Bible, we read that Jesus is coming back. The king who conquered death is going to come back to this world. And he's going to make all things new. There's going to be a new creation. It's absolutely beautiful, the pictures that we get of the new creation. It's so hard for us to imagine what a new creation will be like, that the Bible writers can only describe it as like this world, but with all the bad things taken away. So no more tears. No more pain. 
No more sadness. No more separations. No more death. Sounds like a world that I, I, I can't wait for. Jesus promises that to all who turn to trust in him, they will live with him forever in that world. So I want to ask you again this morning, do you trust in Jesus? Will you turn from living life your own way and say, Jesus, you are my king? Jesus has promised a wonderful future for all who trust in him. And Jesus always keeps his promises. He said he would die. He did. He said he would rise again. He did. He said he is coming back. And he will.